Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037. WEEI. All right, back here in the Martin Kitchen Show. 401-777-1037 is the phone number. What should the Patriots do? Is this the end for Bill Belichick, and should it happen, as Kitsch said, after this season? Is this it? Okay? Is he on the, not only on the hot seat, um, but he's about to get his butt burned off of it, and, and that's that. Because here's one thing that we were right about, Kitsch, um, and we talked about it, and we asked the question, and we looked for examples. And at this point, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to turn around. Um, we've got a sample size now. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Okay, quarter of the way through the season is a, is a sample size. And we asked the question, when in the history of the NFL could you go back and pinpoint the time when there was a new offensive coordinator who completely turned around a football team? We had trouble figuring that out. We had trouble finding an example. We asked that question multiple times when Bill O'Brien was tabbed as the savior here in New England. I couldn't think of one. We could think of different situations where, hey, it got a little better, maybe Kyle Shanahan, or it got worse when this guy left. Fine. But in large part, the culture is created by the head coach, and the culture is created by the best player, and the offensive production comes from the quarterback's productivity specifically. So the offensive coordinator typically isn't the game changer, typically. And now here we are a quarter of the way through the season, and it certainly looks like that for the Patriots. It certainly looks like that, and everyone was ready to, you know, the way Bill O'Brien was talked about in the offseason was insane. Like, this guy is one of the all-time legendary offensive geniuses, He's just not. I mean, he's been a fine coach. He was a halfway decent head coach for the Texans. Um, but he's not this otherworldly talent that was going to come in here and make a mediocre quarterback into an excellent quarterback or who was going to turn, you know, average wide receivers into great wide receivers. Just wasn't going to happen. Um, it, they just have they have no effing talent on the offensive side. They have none. Their offensive line stinks. Their quarterback is mediocre at best. Yeah. Uh, their running backs aren't great, certainly. I mean, we, we like Ramondre Stevenson, but 
he's been garbage this year. I've always said he's Clinton Portis. He's not even close to Clinton Portis this year. I don't know what. Not happened. even close. His wide receivers are okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not like he has a lot to work with. Yeah. So I don't even want to throw. <clears throat> well, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. No, finish up. Sorry. I, I was just gonna say he he hasn't had really anything good to work with on this offense. So I'm not even really blaming him, but it was insane that we were kind of, you know, speaking about him or the media was speaking about him like he was this great savior for the team. And you're right. It all comes down to Bill. Bill and the quarterback. Bill Belichick. Comes down to Belichick and the quarterback. And you know what? They both got to go. I think it came down to the fact that you know, we were trying to figure out, we went into this year trying to figure out what Mac Jones is. Okay. I think we figured that out pretty quickly. I, I mean, know I what feel he like is. I've known, I've known for a while. I've been saying this for a while. He's going to be a career backup. He's Colt McCoy at best. No, see, I disagree. I disagree. You I think, I think I know what Colt he is. McCoy. Fair. I, no, I think he could be Brock Purdy. <laughs> I think he could be one of these guys that is able to, with the right support and talent around him, could produce. That is what Bill Belichick needed to provide to Mac Jones, and he hasn't. He hasn't come close to that, and that's why. The other thing I just wanted to say before I, that, we get to Dan. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I, just, I, I think that's a fair point, you know, that he hasn't, he hasn't really had the opportunity to throw to any real talented players, really talented players, like some of these other rookie quarterbacks over the last couple of years have had. He hasn't had that opportunity. He's still not that good. I don't think he's up to par with any of those other guys. He can get hot for a little while, but he's a mediocre quarterback, man. Even if you yeah, give him top-flight talent in this league, this isn't college, where you have a distinct advantage over almost every team you're playing. I'm, I don't be think he's good you. enough even with that high-top-flight uh, high talent in the NFL. There are different levels to this tier. There are different levels to this tier. But I'm about to list a bunch of guys off, and I think they're all in the same tier. Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Brock Purdy, Tua. And the last one may surprise you a little bit, Jalen Hurts. I think they are all in the same tier of quarterbacks. If Now, Hurts is probably higher than some of those other ones, or maybe Tua is a little. It, but if you give them the weapons and the coaching, I think you're all going to get Roughly the same situation. Or if you give some of those other guys that have gotten the weapons and the coaching, um, the Bears situation with Justin Fields, you're going to get what you get with, with Fields. Some flashes of brilliance, but a lot of bad play, a lot of non-wins because you don't have the support from a, a weapons perspective and you don't have the coaching. Um, I'm going to make the point I'm gonna I was going to make, but let's first talk to Dan and Cranston. Dan, good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you doing? Good morning. Hey, Dan. Happy Saturday. Uh, ben, I, I, I think I can both officially welcome you to the club, but, but Ben, I think I definitely can welcome you to, to my club. You, are you at this point rooting for them to lose every game, hopefully? Yeah, man. I was So when we would talk about this last season, I kept waffling. There would be one week where I'm like, just lose it out. Just lose it out. And I'm like, eh, well, you know. So I'd waffle back and forth. No more waffling for me. I'm officially a member. I don't need the stamp anymore. Everyone knows my face at the door. Dan, thank you for welcoming me to the club. Welcome, man. And it's Dan, I feeling. was not in that club, but now I am in that club too. I think not just rooting. I just at this point feel that's the best path to getting the guys you need. 
Well, well, let's I'll peel that onion back a little more real quick. So when I to me this equals not I when I my net result of this is a blow up, and I mean a blow up. No more uh, Gerard Mayo. No, I don't want anything that has to do with this culture from top to bottom. Top like no no coaches. Everything goes. Every single thing. Okay, and. Do you guys? How old were you guys uh, when Drew Bledsoe was? We we used to too young for that. No, no, no. no. I started being a real fan that's, of the Patriots. It started with Bledsoe that's when I started playing football, Jim. So I was yeah, all in. So, so the the point is is like the the hope. Like now, you probably weren't old enough to go through the real crap before that. But my point is is like like there was hope. Like there's no hope with this team. It's just middling. Now you talk. They have a bazillion dollars in. Just picture this next year. Let's just say they 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 lose the next four weeks, and then they're one and seven, and they're really in the conversation now for you know being a, a top five draft pick. Just picture cleaning everything out, finding somebody like a Sean McVay or something, or a McDaniel or something like that. You have like a top five pick for one of these good quarterbacks that's supposedly going to be in the draft. We know how all that works, but there's hope. You have all this money. You know what I'm saying? You have a ton of hope, and you can start building this thing right from scratch the right way. You know what to I mean? To your point. I would do your so point, much Dan. more. Look at what's what going that? on in Houston right yep. now. Yes. Houston has a tremendous amount of hope. They know they're not going to do anything this year. They know that's not in the cards for them. But now, based on what their quarterback has done over the last couple of weeks and look better than the number one overall pick, they feel like, okay, we're on to something. We just need to keep building off of this. That's just Let's just say you point. got like a Caleb, just say just you get like a Caleb Williams or May or one of, you know, one of these kids. You have a ton of money. You can go yep. get a guy like Brandon Ayuk who's not going to be in the 49ers because they can't pay everybody. You know what I'm saying? Can you just yep. see how great this thing would turn around almost immediately, at least for hope? That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm praying for. And we're not going to go 0 17, but we can go, you know, foreign whatever and just pray so that's all i got to say have a good week guys right, Take thanks care. for the call Dan. thanks dan I, to his point <clears throat> basically you there is plenty of cap space coming up this offseason there's another reason why you should go out and get a general manager because you've seen what bill does when he has cap space over the last couple of years he brought in one and a half guys that were worth it Hunter Henry's playing more up to it now. Mm-hmm. But other than Judon, no one really hit. Yeah, but you know what? Henry Ford hasn't been a hit. No, no, no. I want, if he does that again, I don't want guys that we sit around and talk about whether or not they were a hit. Was this guy a hit? Because we could debate whether or not Hunter Henry is a hit or not. Um, you know what I mean? Like, we could have that debate. Some people might say he's been better than you think. Some people might say he hasn't been a hit. Sure. That's why I, I said one and a guy, half guys. Right. I, I want them to go out. If they're going to do that and be aggressive, go out and get a guy where if it's not a hit, it's 100% on the player. Like, if you bring yeah. in Devontae Adams and he, for some reason, sucks, you're not going to blame Bill Belichick for that or the GM. That's going to be an Adams problem. You know, I want a guy that good where if he mm-hmm. comes in, you, you get a guy that's so good, there, it, it would be inexplicable for him to come here and be so bad. It, that's how good 
the guy has to be. And that's where a real GM says, we're not taking any chances. We're getting the best of the best. We're not getting a guy that we might think based on our system and our, our coaching and our culture, he could come in here and do well. No. You get a guy that's so damn good. Tyreek Hill is so good. You know, if, he, if it didn't work in Miami, that was a Hill problem. That wasn't a Miami problem because either he was, you know. Well, didn't... maybe that was a Tua problem. Sure. There but, was still that out there. But I know what you're saying. Your example, I, I get it. It makes perfect sense to me, and I agree with it. Ultimately, all the things we've talked about and me saying, like, it's time, rip, rip the Band-Aid off, you know, whatever you need to do, let's just get this organization headed back in a direction that everyone can kind of see what the direction is. Um, now, I don't think they're going to fire Bill. And I don't even, I'm not even sure what they're going to do with Mac. I have a feeling they're probably not going to get rid of Mac. The ultimate thing that needs to happen for this team now in the offseason, they have to hire a general manager who is not accountable to Belichick. That's if you're going to keep reason. Bill here, if you're going to keep Bill Belichick here, you have to get a general manager who does not answer to him. Yeah. Let's talk to JP in North Providence or JP in Rhode Island. Hey, JP. Mark, Mark Kitchen, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I got a terrible analogy for you, but it, it kind of works in my brains. John <laughs> Wick 3, Ian McShane, Winston says to him, do you want to go down as the Babaye or whatever they call him, the, you know, the greatest hitman, or do you want to be known as the man that was loved and loved his wife? Fast forward Robert Kraft. Does he want to go down as the owner that not only lost Tom Brady, that let go of the greatest coach of all time, or does he want to be known as the owner that had the guts to get rid of the greatest coach of all time? Because I don't think any moves happen until he's not in the picture and Jonathan's there. I think it's all status quo. They're gonna, he's just going to let it play out. What do you think? Thanks for the call. Oh, sadly, um, I think you might be right. He might be right. He might be right. And there's a lot of relationship equity built up over a lot of years. And there's that record. And... It might be, but you can't talk. You can't go on talk radio and discuss firing the owner. That's not how it works. So that's really not. A, it's a moot point. We um, tried to do that with the Red Sox, but it didn't work. No, no. But the Red Sox, our hope was that he would just get disinterested and move on and sell the team. That's not going to happen with with Robert. Kraft. No, I know, but I, it was essentially firing the owner. That that was the talks around. Look, I understand. Um, he made the wrong call with um, with Tom Brady. Obviously, that was the. The big mistake that Robert Kraft made was that he thought along – maybe he didn't think that it was more Belichick than Brady. Maybe he did. But he did not think that it was as much about Tom Brady when assessing the quote-unquote Patriot way. He knew that it was going to be harder to win the Super Bowl and, and really contend without Brady. He knew that. Okay, He didn't think – I don't think he thought that – it was more Belichick, and Belichick will just have him back in the AFC Championship game. And the reason they were in all those AFC Championship games was because of Bill Belichick. I think where Robert Kraft really messed up was he did not realize how bad the culture would change and how much Brady's departure would affect the culture, the discipline, the, the, all the things that happened, the attention to detail, all of those things, all the Patriot way. I mean, if I hear one more person, and it happens every friggin' week. Talk about Belichick being known for the damn 
double score at halftime, I'm going to throw my television out of the window. That is, it's over. The whole Patriot Way thing is over. Robert Kraft did not think it was as much about Brady as it was. That was his biggest mistake. Listen, listen. ultimately, you, it, Kraft's defi- decision is defensible. You had a quarterback that was 40 years old. How many years, how long were you? I get it. Everyone gets it. It was the wrong decision. You chose the wrong guy because the reality was you also had a coach who was 70 years old. So you had this opportunity to pick one or the other, and you picked wrong. It's fine. We still don't really fully blame you. There's a lot of people that blame Brady for leaving, and the other people basically blame, blame Belichick. So, Kraft, you got absolved over the mess up you already made. Now, man up. Honestly, other than when a legendary coach gets, you know, fired or quits or leaves, whatever it is, no one talks about Jerry Jones firing Tom Landry unless it's in this type of context. It doesn't get brought up just randomly talking about Jerry Jones. It doesn't get brought up with the Roonies and Chuck Knoll. Yeah, but you know what's you know what saved Jerry Jones? And I know they haven't won Super Bowls and they're not atop the league. He went on to win three Super Bowls after it happened. Within six years, seven years. That's what happened. Right. But he I, made I'm talking about call. Currently. Well, he's a boob. Well, yeah, but currently, you know what has saved him? Steven what? Jones. Steven Jones has saved Jerry Jones, and there does that person doesn't exist for the Patriots. It's all on Bill Belichick. And we're getting to a point, um, you know, where Bill Belichick I don't know. He sort of needs his Stephen Jones. Remember, Jerry Jones likes to masquerade like he's the GM and all those things, but Stephen Jones handles a lot of those those decisions. Stephen Jones was the one that talked Jerry Jones out of wanting to draft uh, Johnny Manziel, or they would have taken Manziel. And as a result, they've kind of saved face a little bit, and they've gotten some good players through the draft, and no, they haven't won a Super Bowl. You know, Jerry probably hangs on to coaches too long. And that's hurt them, but at least they've gotten some good players and they've kind of saved face where every now and then they're able to pop and be a team that has a ton of promise. They can't ever, you know, finish it off or really contend to get to the next level, but they at least have a lot of promise and they're good for a long time. Um, do you? Th- I don't think, though, Kitch, it's a foregone conclusion. I wouldn't bet on it, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Robert Kraft does not say to Bill Belichick it's time. I don't think that's a conclusion. I, I do think it's unlikely. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. You're probably right. I mean, but I, I'd still, almost regardless of what happens this year, assume, you know, Belichick's back. 75, 80% chance he's back almost regardless. I mean, they're not going to go winless the rest of the way. That's insane. They're just not. Yeah. As much as we crap on them, they're not that devoid of talent. Particularly defensively, but I don't know. At this point, everyone's hurt. Everyone's the hurt. Point where you have to bring back J.C. Jackson. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I look, it, it's it's a tough spot. You lost your two best defenders. Your your offense is coming off of their worst game. If your house is on the line, are you betting on the Patriots against the Saints? If my house is on the line, no, I can't. Yeah. I mean, if I your house is on the line, gonna, you're going to annoyingly win this game. Who are you betting to win game, that though. game? 
Yeah. F it. I, I'm, I'd bet the Patriots against the Saints. Derek Carr. F it. I don't care. This is the type of stupid game where we're all mad and angry at the Patriots, and they're going to come out and put up, you know, it's going to be 24 to 10, and they're going to win, and we're like, oh, wow. And some people will change their mind. I won't. Yeah. I just, you asked me last week, Kitch, um, you know, you said to me, and we've asked this question before, but you asked before the Cowboys game, you said, what would you rather see and what would be better for the long term? Um, going out there and beating Dallas 16 to 12 or having this game where Mac Jones is throwing it all over the yard and it's a shootout and it doesn't work out in the end. You lose, but you put up all these points. You come back from a deficit and you're scoring touchdowns and it's a big offensive showing. And I picked the big offensive showing. Yeah, which is, and I did too, which nine out of 10 times I would have said, no, you take the win. You take the win. A win is a win. Yeah. You know, but it's now? more valuable at the end of the season. But that was the one rare exception where I'm like, no, 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 I think I need to see this team actually do something through the air, put up points, truly put up points offensively. Now, though, I don't know if it matters. I'm to a point where it's almost, yeah, good, good game. I mean, I'm, I think they would have to do it once it would have to start smaller now. They'd have to have a good offensive showing and a win against a team like the Saints. And then you would have to string a couple of those games together, followed up with a game like that against a, a top team, Buffalo, Kansas City, and you get a win. I think I've gotten so far knocked off the spot. Even if they go out and win 42-3 to against the Saints, I'm going to just... I'll chalk it up to Derek Carr. They weren't ready to play or this was just, a you know, every blind mouse finds a nut or whatever the blind squirrel finds a nut, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't, I don't see it as a real thing. I think they're so far off where they need to be and they're probably closer to being the team that gets blown out by some of those teams um, than they are being the team that beats some of those teams. Um, and, and it's really a bad situation. Um you know, Dan brought up a point that I was going to get to. And he's, he brought up about blowing it up because I've always been the Gerard Mayo is the next coach. And I've supported yeah. that. Now I sort of feel like Dan feels where you might just want to go out and have a really nationwide search and completely clean house. We're going to talk about that next. I also have a question. When did you lose hope? What was the moment where you lost hope? in Bill Belichick and this current trajectory that they're on. What was the one moment that that happened? This is the Mark and Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEI. I Ever hear a okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.